We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. Before... I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. Hello. 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 We've connected. <laughs> We're here. It's, it's happening. Pro- it's professional quality, like we like we always expect here at Hot Drinks. <laughs> Hi, welcome I love to Hot Drinks, everyone. Immediately after you push the button, you're recording. So be ready. I told you, I told you, I said as soon as you click on it, it starts recording. <laughs> Hello. So, well, I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm fine. Okay. I mean, how do you answer that question anymore? Let me let me give a little intro and then we'll really okay. dig into how you are. Okay, so um, welcome to Hot Drinks. Um, some of you who are listening may notice I'm Brother Jack Coffee. I'm one of your hosts. Um, and I would describe myself as like if you go to a diner and they say they have a really good <laughs> Eggs Benedict and so you order it and it is really good. That's how I describe myself. I'm like that good surprise Eggs Benedict at a, at a diner. Um, but... <laughs> If you're, if this is your first time listening, um, Hot Drinks is a podcast, so welcome. And normally I have my co-host with me, Sister Latter-day Twain, but we are, we're preparing some special programming for the General Conference weekend. Oh, I we thought you are, guys were in a fight. No, <laughs> we are fighting. We are no longer speaking with each other. <laughs> no, we are, we're preparing some special programming for the General Conference weekend, and because of our techno- technological limitations, we can only have two people recording at once. So mm-hmm. what we're doing, just so every, I'm going to kind of lay it out, and then I'll introduce our special guest, even though you may have recognized her voice. So um, this is your Saturday morning session of the Breathe Into the Microphone conference. You know, the hello, brothers and sisters, <laughs> like the really... <laughs> So this is your Saturday morning session. We will have a Saturday afternoon session a couple hours after this session ends. And this is not going to be two hours long. Don't worry. Um, And then tomorrow morning, we'll have a Sunday a.m. session. And I'm not going to say who the special guests are on those two two sessions, just in case they decide not to do it. And we have to find new guests. (laughs) And then the Sunday evening session will be an Instagram live with Sister Twain tonight. So if you don't. Oh, my goodness. It's like an event. I know. It's like um, a so whole you, weekend. We just want, listen, we know general conference is tricky for people, right? Um, and so last general conference, we did an episode called the top five ways to survive general conference or something. I don't remember. I could have looked that up before the show started. Um, but we wanted to do something a little different this time, especially since we're all stuck in our houses and we need entertainment. So we decided to do this uh, Breathe Into the Microphone conference weekend with our four sessions. So um, if you don't follow us on Instagram, it's just hot drinks. So follow us and then join us Sunday. What time does the second session start at? Two o'clock? Two. Two o'clock mountain time. See, we're really I well think. Planned. I mean, I don't know. This whole conference weekend is entirely new and different it's and true. exciting. It's true. So, so maybe it's earlier. Who knows? So two o'clock mountain time, we will be on Instagram live and I have no idea what we're going to do. <laughs> so that's, that's as much planning as we've done. So um, we have a special guest today. It's Tisha. Everyone, Hi. it's Tisha. Hi, everyone. Tisha, do you want to introduce yourself for, for the gentle listeners who maybe never heard your fantastic episode several episodes ago? 
and that you talk about me on almost every episode, which I love because you we are do. the first one to listen every morning when the podcast comes out. Thank you. I'm we Tisha. appreciate the support. I am Brother Coffee's ex-wife who was married to him for 11 years. Oh, and so cute. In a mixed orientation marriage is what we call it. Right. I was gay. Still am. <laughs> You're very, very gay. And I am straight. Straightish. Well, straightish. Straightish. Yeah. So. But at the time when I was very gay, I mean, I still am. But at the time when we were married, I think you more just identified just as straight, right? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Also, we were very Mormon too the whole time we were together. So the idea of there was really no. We were both identifying as straight because that was the only option. Yeah, there wasn't. There are no identities in the Mormon Church. (laughs) There are just things you are. So, So yeah. So thank you for joining us. Tisha has the children tonight because we still are co-parents. How are the kids? <laughs> They're doing great. I mean, great. I the great thing about uh, co-parenting with like equally shitty parents is that <laughs> <laughs> when I am sending them over to your house, I'm like, I don't know. I just had a big fight with so-and-so, right. know, one of our kids. Right. And she's mad at me and tried to do something with her. And then they come over to your house and they're like, Oh, hey, and they like give you big hugs and they're just so happy to be there. And then like two days later, when you're sending them over to the other parent. Right. You're like, I didn't get anything done. They were terrible. Yeah. It's really great. So it's good because when they first get here, it's kind of like a honeymoon phase of like, oh, I'm back. But tomorrow when I yell at them about doing their homework, it's not going to be the same. Well, and when I saw them on um, Monday, when they came over to my house at the beginning of the week, I was genuinely excited. I was like, hey, guys, I missed you guys. (laughs) And then this morning, I was like, whatever, do whatever you want. I don't care. (laughs) So it's nice. We've got a good little situation worked out. We talked a little bit about extending and doing like one week on, one week off. And then then we realized like, we can't handle we could, that. We can't do that. No, I could we not do We can't do, a do that. That's ridiculous. I feel like in normal life, I maybe could, but like in quarantine time, no way. No. No, no. way. Weird. So other, the, other than the children, how's your quarantine going? It's really good for the most part. I mean, yeah. ex- except for the like constant anxiety over, you know, the end of the world. It's right. pretty great. So did you hear there was an earthquake in LA today? No, was there really? How big was yeah. it? I don't know. I just, I only know because right before we got on this, a bunch of people that I follow on Twitter that live in California were like, was that an earthquake? And I was like, God damn it. The Mormons, (laughs) the Mormons are so excited. (laughs) Oh, honestly, that was the worst part of everything the past few weeks. Like the pandemic is awful and I don't want any of my kids to get it and I don't want to get it. And I, I'm sad about the people dying. But that earthquake about yeah. I almost had cardiac arrest on the spot. Yeah, that was bad. The first, the first like whatever two or three days of the pandemic pre-earthquake, I was like doing yoga and I was <laughs> meditating every morning. And I was like, I'm gonna really this is gonna be like a spiritual retreat for me. I'm just gonna connect deep inside <laughs> myself. I was reading, I was reading actual books, you know. Yeah. And That's then cute. the earthquake happened, and then I just have watched TikTok and played Animal Crossing for the last, <laughs> I don't know, 40 days, however long it's been since the earthquake. I think it's 40, possibly, or longer. That. Who knows? Um, how is your booze supply holding up during the pandemic? 
So I've made a little rule for myself that if I want to go get more alcohol, I have to walk to the liquor store. Oh, so, God. So <laughs> that's great. And then um, carry it back? And then carry it back. So I can't get that much. So I really tricked myself into, you know, walking to the liquor store quite frequently. Also, I'm the lady who walks to the liquor store with a backpack. That, so, that feels special. How many times have you walked there so far? Like three that's so amazing it's, like, it's not it's close like, it's four miles round trip oh my god! Uh, one time I was really close to the seven o'clock deadline so I almost had to like kind of run and that was a little embarrassing but other than that <laughs> you were like the sweaty lady with a backpack <laughs> like stumbling that... into the liquor store at 6 45 <laughs> are you guys still open <laughs> I'll be really quick I know just what I want no I really did um the, the security guy on the way out I like almost high-fived him and was like woohoo I got that in in like two minutes to spare anyway um other than that i'm just the lady who walks up with the backpack on her back and like gets in line with the 15 other people waiting i mean is there anything more humiliating than waiting at the liquor store for your liquor oh no because now in utah you we can only buy liquor at liquor stores right that are run by the state well i and mean they are... anything other than beer because we can yeah. get beer and like so you can't get box. wine or alcohol or you know liquor or anything in like at like target for example correct but now they're restricting the number of people that can come into the liquor store so you have to wait in line outside of the liquor store and it's like in. 10 it's a very small amount of people that yeah. can be in the liquor store because i feel like i mean i know that costco is a lot bigger but i feel like when i had to wait in line outside costco that was much quicker than the waiting in the line outside yeah. the liquor store yeah and then there's always that one idiot in the line that like wants to be your friend yeah, or whatever. The first time either... I got there, I had my headphones Ugh. in and she was talking to me, but I was like talking on the phone and it was super awkward. But we're all standing in line around yeah. each other outside. So we all got to experience that together. Right. It's just it's 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 Satan's plan, I think. I mean, you know. <laughs> it's it's and you either get that person that's like, where else do we all love our liquor? Got to wait in this line. Or you get the person that's like, can you believe the goddamn governor telling us all to stay home? This is what is this communist Russia? You get one of those two folks talking to you. And you're just trying to listen to your podcast. And you're like, I just want a bottle of screwball peanut butter whiskey. Just no, you, don't talk you, to me. Are sir. you buying that still? I thought you were only oh, buying yeah. the cheapest vodka ever. Well, that was the plan. And then I went to the liquor store and didn't buy the cheapest vodka ever. <gasps> you bought like regular liquor? I bought Screwball and I bought Bacardi, which is not that expensive. Yeah. And I bought um, some of my normal, my normal whiskey I always buy, which is Evan Williams. It's a high quality brand. <laughs> I love so the none idea of, of just putting nice. your name on a, on a liquor. Yeah. Evan Williams. <laughs> So um, Tisha is here today to, to talk about a special topic that's near and dear to my heart. And I think most of you will find very helpful during your quarantine. Tisha, do you want to kind of spell out what your topic is? Well, you and Sister Twain had talked a little bit on the periphery about what to watch during this quarantine. Right, right. And of course, my ears perked up because uh, I think I've literally watched all the content on all of the streaming channels okay, good. ever since the quarantine. Well, I mean, really before then, because right. this, has been a, a this has been a lifelong work. Yeah, it really is my lifelong work. It's something I hold near and dear to my heart. So I just texted you and said, hey, if you want me to talk about some things I've watched recently, I'm happy to do so. I mean, in the name of like 
quarantine solidarity and like helping the public you know right just the the good that i'm gonna put out into the world this is um and i i wanted to let you know i don't know if you heard this well i know you didn't because i haven't told you because but anyway (laughs) (laughs) um earlier today I was talking to our daughter and I said something about you being on the podcast. And she said, oh, why is mom being on your podcast? And I go, oh, she's going to come on and just, you know, talk about some TV shows that people might want to watch during the quarantine. And she goes, oh, that's good because she's always watching Netflix. (laughs) You know, and that's the kind of eulogy energy that I want to see coming from my children. Really, really really was a powerful statement. (laughs) No, it's really like, it's good that you get me. So, Um, I mean, I can't argue. I mean, yeah, you know. So I want to take a quick break. Just so you know, the breaks are actually kind of long for you and I because I have to wait for the audio to like digitize and blah, blah, blah. So don't just hang out by your phone. I'll message you back when we're starting back up again. But remember, once you click that button, we're recording. Um, But I did kind of want to know just for my own, are you planning on like reorganizing your silverware drawer while we're talking or like building (laughs) any um metal lego sets or anything while we're recording as much as i love that new feature of what is sister twain doing right now in the background what the hell is happening i'm like she's not she's not knitting or crocheting or something quiet it's it's like always something like she's like building a robot she's like oh i'm just soldering some some wires in this motherboard (laughs) i'm actually just sitting in my room unless one of our kids interrupts me i'm good Okay, well, they're welcome to be guests too. So, oh, that, I'm sure they'll they be talk, they really not thrilled about that down the line. So, anyway, okay, we're going to take a little break and then we'll be back. And Tish is going to tell us what to watch during the quarantine. Woo! Hello. You don't have to start talking as soon as it starts recording. Oh, it just starts okay. recording right away. <laughs> don't you feel like you should start talking as soon as it starts recording? Well, Sister Twain has said that there's like a little reverb sometimes, and I haven't actually oh. listened to any of these episodes that we've recorded. <laughs> of this. course you wouldn't. Why would you do well, that? Well, listen, I do listen a lot, but I have a lot of I have a lot of great podcasts. I've been subscribing to like extra podcasts. I got a lot of stuff to listen to. I've been doing audiobooks. It's all I the mean... things. And that's part of my um, content today is a few oh. podcasts that I need to throw in for good, oh, good. Okay. measure I'm... just because like really if we're talking about this whole pandemic, I mean, if we're talking about this pandemic, right. this it's is even all coming up in the conversation, yeah. uh, lovely creative types are keeping us so happy right now. I know. You know? It's a real gift. It's a real it's, gift. It's a real gift. Are the, the attorneys and the accountants no. keeping us happy right no. now? No. They're no. not. What are the venture, venture capitalists doing for me? Not a goddamn fucking thing. N- nothing. Not, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So, but you anyway. know who is making me happy? Ronan Farrow and his book Catch and Kill. There you go. Have you read so, it? Have you listened to the podcast? I'm listening to the audiobook right now, and it's amazing. He's so cute. He's so cute. He's like a little angelic baby. He's a, which, a real smart angelic baby, though. Oh, I know. But like with the face of like an angel straight from heaven. Anyway. But also him. one that kind of turns you on, though, a little bit. Oh, completely. I'm totally in love with him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that got gross real quick. <laughs> it's not gross that I'm turned on by Ronan Farrow. It's hot. <laughs> 
you just called anyway. an angelic baby, though. Oh, okay. I'm okay. Fair, fair. <laughs> All right. So today we're here to talk about things you should be watching and consuming right now. Yes. Have you been watching a lot of TV? So I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, <laughs> oh, gosh. So, which is, I mean, I have definitely been watching TV, but I haven't really, I've put some new shows on my list, but I haven't really started most of them. Um, okay. I've been doing a lot of Animal Crossing while listening to a podcast. So I'm like double dipping that way. Nice. And I, I feel like we shouldn't get too mad at our kids for like spending a lot of time on video games because like that's kind of where they're finding their community right now it's true know? yeah like i can hear our middle son right now playing some game with one of his friends and and he's probably know, screaming a lot no the middle one the oldest one oh, is the one okay. who screams yes yeah yeah sorry the middle one plays like a rational human being right so it's cute and every time i think oh they're playing too many video games i think wow how much time I spend online, like trying to connect with humans during yeah. this quarantine. You know, the other day, our daughter played Animal Crossing with her friend who lives far away for literally like four hours. And I was mm-hmm. thrilled. I was like, play all day if you want. I don't care. She was yeah. so happy and they were chatting on FaceTime and they were laughing and it was great. So, so the I point being, that. I accept that as a valid choice. But I don't play with other people. I just play by myself. Well, of course you don't. You're you. I hate people. That wasn't even a part of it. Right. We didn't even think that was going to happen. No. Um, so I'm going to talk about the things you should be watching on the various streaming services. The only one I'm not going to be talking about is Disney Plus because I don't really watch that one. So, Brother Coffee, do you have anything to add to that? Because um, Disney Plus is great if you need something to watch with your kids. Like our daughter and I are watching a show called, I think it's called Be Our Guest. And it's like a Disney themed cooking competition. That's oh, cute. cute. Or yeah. that new movie Onward that just barely opened the new Pixar movie. It is now mm-hmm. on Disney Plus because it, <gasps> oh. yeah, it kind of tanked in the theaters because it opened right as everything started getting crazy and no one was going to the movies. But I took the kids to it and it is delightful. I thought it was so cute. It made me cry. I love Tom Holland. So it was lovely. But, um, and then, but, of course, Encore with our friend Kristen Bell. Yes. Is which a is a delightful show. I feel like I've talked about Encore before, but it's basically they people restage their like senior high school musical like 40 years later. And I don't know how Seven Brides for Seven Brothers isn't already on the slate for season two of Encore. I mean, how I was the happen? I was the star of Seven Brides for Seven Brothers in my high school. And think of the story they could tell about me being this closeted kid in high school and now I'm this fabulous gay adult. Like the script writes itself. So Kristen Which Bell, is literally the script for every other episode I of know. Encore though. But if Kristen's listening on the off chance Hey Kristen get, Bell. Get touch, Love you. Get in touch. <laughs> But yeah, other than that, I mean, Disney Plus is fun to like pop on a movie or whatever, but you know. Right. Okay. Well, then I don't, I mean, and also High School Musical, the musical, the The series. series. Yes. Which is fun to watch with your kids because it's way better than High School Musical. Like yes, you you know what how Sister Twain feels about High School Musical. She, she hates, hates it. it. Yeah, yeah, hates it with a passion. And even if you like, if you love it, like this is kind of like a poking fun at right. At the same time, enjoying the delight that is right. High School Musical. Right. So anyway, that was, I, I will that. say really quickly that was that is the first show I watched where 
I thought, oh, I'm old. Because when you watch like Riverdale or something that's about quote unquote teenagers, but they're all like 29, like you, you, you know, you're, you're older than them, yeah, but they yeah, seem yeah, like yeah. adults, you know, yeah. when yeah. you watch High School Musical, the musical, the series, those kids are probably like 18 or 19. So they look like babies. Like, I'm just like, oh, this is a show about babies. So I know, and they're, and some of them are super cute too. And that's the problem. Yeah, I don't think anyone on that show is cute. They're all too young. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Not the Zac Efron character, but the, the Zac Efron wannabe character was cute. Anyway, it's kind of like... Oh, <sighs> never mind. I'm not going to talk about it. Anyway. I'm not going to talk about the other Nickelodeon slash Disney shows yeah. that I watched. Oh, I know, I know exactly what you're, what you're thinking of. <laughs> Nickelodeon slash Disney shows with hot people that you're like, you have to Google like, how old is this person? Oh, but he's 22. IMDb. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so aside from Disney Plus, I'm going to go to the next like newest um, with the littlest amount of content, which is Apple TV. Okay. so this I love that we're going by streaming service. This is great. Well, really, I had to be able to organize it in some way. And and when I'm talking about these things, I want it to be known that I'm like going to probably concentrate on things that are fairly recent because yeah. if you're going to make me go back and talk about like yeah, we TV don't shows that I love from the past, I yeah. mean, we will be here that could Forever. be a whole other brevet. Yeah. yeah. So this is like things that I've watched recently that I really liked or like had to binge or any of those things. But Apple TV is interesting because most of the stuff that they put out was pure crap. Like, right. I, and, you know, Apple, T- Apple has a lot of money. Right. Like, like God money. So right. really, if you think God is going to make a streaming service. Right. You kind of expect a lot from it. And right. it had the names. Oh, like yeah. You can tell there. they threw the money at that. Yeah. Right. So so there were a few shows that were, like, on the edge for me for a while. Like, there was that cute Dickinson show. I don't know. Did you see that one? Oh, yeah. I really liked that one, actually. And I liked that one a lot, but it was, like, a little bit wonky. Like, it would go off in, like, weird tone territories and stuff. And so by the end, I was like, oh, this got potential. And then... Did you see that M. Night Mashamalama Ding Dong show? I actually loved that show. I loved it in the beginning. I and then the it just went thing. like off the rails. Okay. What was that called? It was called oh, Servant. Servant. I yes. loved that show. That one I really liked in the beginning. And so every one of the shows it feels like that I watched on Apple TV. I started it and I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. And then like three episodes in, I'm like, really? Come on. Um, and of course, the morning show, which I feel like ended really, really strongly. Did you watch that one? Yeah, I love the morning show. I think it started a little weird, and I was like, "What's going on here?" And it went a little crazy, but like by the end, I feel like it made like a really strong statement. Of course, it had Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston yeah. and Reese Witherspoon, and like, how yeah. can you go wrong with that? That's right. ridiculous. Right. You would have to have the worst show ever for that not to be a success. But my two favorite shows from Apple TV, though, are none of those. My two favorite shows from Apple TV are Little America. <gasps> Did you watch yes. that one? I haven't seen all of it, but I've watched like three or four episodes. It is so excellent. So Little America is basically like the immigrant experience that is based on all of these little vignettes of true stories of people who come to America and they all vary. They're basically all done by different um, writers. Right. So, um, so it's not episodic. Like you don't have to watch it in order exactly. or anything like that. Yeah. Every episode's kind of its own little story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I loved all of them. They were done by um, 
Kumail Nanjiani and his wife Emily yeah. Gordon, who wrote The Big Sick. Yeah, um, we love so them. So they have like really good taste, and they compiled these like really awesome stories. So yeah. that is a fun one to watch while you're in quarantine because yes. again, you don't have to watch them all at once. Right. But, it's like um, a little mini movie. It's like a, a 55 or 60 minute movie that you can watch. Yeah. That's like kind of a self-contained story. And I really love, and this is going to make me sound so white, but like, I really love how, how we're able to like see so many more shows that are so, showing like representation, Yeah, you know, like that's so stupid. And, but I've watched so many shows that I think just like portray that so well. And I think it's, I don't know. I just love that show. I, I will say like, I know that that, that like diversity is something that Apple really believes in. And I, and again, I agree, like not every show on Apple TV plus was amazing, but you can tell that they're making an effort to like tell stories, not just about white people, that there's right. a lot of, there's, there's movies about, you know, about people from, from different countries and, and they're, they're trying to tell stories about women and people of color and just all sorts of different all across the spectrum. I do think Apple is smart in that they're like associating with, geniuses like just people that they know are going to put out good work and i really think they'll like eventually find like really solid footing but um the other show on there that i really like is and i almost didn't watch this because it looked it it looked like a science fiction or video game and it was it's mythic quest raven's banquet okay (laughs) i'm so intrigued to hear about this because i that is one that I've watched like one episode of and like, I liked it, but it wasn't enough for me to be like, Oh my gosh, I've got to see episode two. So you're, you're saying watch the whole thing. Uh, Yeah, I'm on board. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, armchair expert with Dak Shepard. And he had Rob McClanahaney or whatever his name is that did. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Right who is the show creator for this show. Right. And he was talking about it. And so that's the only reason I tuned in because I think they did their like graphic. If you look at the thumbnail, looks like something I would never want to watch in a million years. Because it's about a guy that created a video game called Raven's Quest, Raven's Banquet. So it's just basically like this company who is creating video games and like his own, he's like the big eccentric that's at the head of it and it's really kooky and funny and if you're into video games or nerdy stuff like that it would probably be even funnier because i don't really do that kind of stuff (laughs) yeah Yeah. but it's really smartly written and um it's fun and it it has what's this doodle from community oh yeah um his name is i don't remember the guy that played ahmed on community yeah 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 Anyway, it has a great cast and it's fun. So those are my two favorite okay. shows from Apple TV. I just I just added it back to my like to watch queue. I well, think you would really like it. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. will I will delve back in. Oh, can we take a break? Uh yes, let's take a little break. Okay, bye. Hello. I, this time I wanted to be really silent when I got back on. Did one of our children walk in? Is that why you were suddenly like, oh, yep. let's take a break? Yep. Um, one time we were recording at Sister Twain's house. Like, the, I think we've only recorded there like once or twice. And we, and oh, because we were recording with a guest. 
Well, anyway, I don't remember, but I just remember we were talking about really uncomfortable things like rimming or something. As, her as children, you like, always are, walk, by the way. As her children like walked through the room and I was like, uh, I can't, this is awkward. Her kids are older than our kids, but anyway. Okay. So we've got some great recommendations for Disney Plus and Apple TV Plus. So what streaming service are we moving on to next? We're moving on to HBO next. And this oh, is I'm... one of those ones that... Uh... I'm always on the fence about whether I should cancel it or not right. because I'll love something for a while and then it's like done. And then I'm like, do I still need HBO? Cause HBO is kind of crappy. Like they show you like five, like C level movies and that's like everything that they're doing. So did you see though, that they put a whole bunch of stuff on there for free right oh, now that you I don't have to have that. a subscription for, but yeah. I do have subscriptions. So Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> That's true. I know that because I share that subscription. Yes. Also, they do really, really well with their TV programs. Right. So if you don't, if you don't have it, and then you want to watch that show, and then you don't, I mean, you know, it's just right. how it is. So anyway, the things the show that I'm watching right now is Avenue Five. Oh, I've never even heard of this. It is a show with Hugh Laurie and Josh oh. Gad. And oh. Um, also really awesome people and it's about them going set in the future obviously but they're going on like a space cruise essentially and then they kind of get like stuck out there and oh okay yes is based upon. I remember seeing seeing things about this yes okay which was really funny when it first came out because it was like haha this premise is so funny and now like <laughs> That's Everything true. you're watching takes on like a different relevance. Because it's people to it. like stuck stuck on a spaceship that can't right, leave. You're right? Like trying to get rid of stuff so that they will survive, and like how long are they going to be out there in quarantine and blah blah blah. Interesting. But, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So at first it was very amusing, and now it's like, ooh. Um, <laughs> but it, it still is really really funny, and I enjoy it a lot. So you should watch that one. Okay. Um, that's the like big new one that I'm watching. I think you should still be watching um, Barry. Obviously, if you haven't watched that, you should watch that for sure. I've, it's just for straight people, I think. I tried. Really? Yeah. I. I mean, I. But again, Bill Hader, though. Oh I didn't. Goodness. I didn't dislike it, and I like Bill Hader a great deal. But I just watched like. I don't know. I feel like I watched like half of the first season, and then I just was like, I just don't care about this movie, about this show. So yeah, I, I just blame that. it on straight people. I blame everything. Plus, I also think some shows like that, and I have to be in the mood because, like, you really kind of have to pay attention to it while you're watching. Yeah, it too. yeah. So if you've gotten the um, attention span of a gnat at this like point, me. like I do, right? Then <laughs> if you're trying to watch it and and be on Twitter and also be playing a game on your and iPad and also recording then, your podcast, then don't yeah. watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, Veep. If you haven't seen Veep, make sure so and watch that. I mean, there's a million shows that I could go through. Um, and then, of course, the most recent one that just ended was Silicon Valley, which I really, really, really love. So yeah. Um, yeah. you should watch that as well. And then I, the, also the show that's coming out for another season that I love is called Insecure. And um, that is for 
African Americans, so that's probably why you haven't seen it. Oh no, coffee. I was I was like, wait, what is Insecure? I have seen Insecure. I've watched like two seasons of it. Yeah. Oh, good. It's really, really good. It yeah. has Issa Rae, who's really funny, and the whole cast is great and it really, has, really attractive. Oh, it my has goodness, the literal so most beautiful men on earth in that show. Which the one, mo- Jay Ellis? I mean, all of them. Like all of the men in that show are the yeah. most beautiful men. I mean, really, like, walking on is the planet on target on that. Like they are just beautiful. But and the two- I just. Like, I, leading men are, like, insanely attractive. So. I just always appreciate, like, because I know, like, Issa Rae, like, created and kind of wrote that and produces it. I always love yeah. when someone writes and produces a show and is in it and then casts, like, insanely hot people for themselves to make right. out with. I just have so much respect for that. Yeah. I just yeah. think, you go. You cast the hottest yeah. man living to make out with you. I support and you. Do other, and now you're on HBO, so you can do other stuff, too. Yeah, Good exactly. job. Yeah, well yeah, done. Well so. done. So finish that up so you can get caught up so you can start the new season. I think it's going to be out in like two weeks. So oh, okay. I do love that show a great deal. And the main guy, Jay Ellis, is the most attractive man on planet Earth. Right. So um, Second so follow that. Okay. Um. Let's see. The next is Hulu. Okay. So Hulu's fun because Hulu... You can watch all of the shows, not all of them, but several shows that have just recently aired. You can watch them the next day on Hulu. Yes. That has become overwhelming to me. And I don't know Fair. how we used to do it back in the day, other than I know you have the Entertainment Weekly right. um, fall season. But we don't fall even, TV do preview. we even have seasons anymore? Like, no. What are so we doing anymore? What Just so what I used to do back when, back when Tish and I were married is I would get the Entertainment Weekly Fall TV preview, which would come out in like September or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would literally like go through and I would highlight shows I wanted to watch in different colors. And then I would create a spreadsheet of like, okay, we're going to record these. Because I think we had a TiVo that we could record two things at once. So we had to choose like which <laughs> things we could record in which slots. Yes, you did. You, know? you had like different colored highlighters. So I had a color of like, slot one slot two and then i would have to build the weekly schedule right and, and sometimes there were shows that just didn't make the cut like that's why i stopped watching gray's anatomy in like season 72 because i was <laughs> like gray's i love you but i just don't have space for you anymore and so i i had to like let it go right so, that was our life <laughs> that <laughs> it was hot you guys it was we were we were killing it <laughs> And we would really be like, so how are you liking this new show? Should we continue with it yeah. or should we? And, it, was kind you know, of the, it kind of was our whole life. Yeah. We, had to, we had to make some really difficult decisions back yeah. then. Um, so I can't keep up with most things on Hulu. I right, just fair. generally um, will look for something I want to watch and it'll usually end up being on Hulu because nothing else is carrying it. Yeah. But oh, so my first show from hulu is better things that um sister tonight was talking about oh yeah okay weeks ago yes with pamela alden i think is her name and she's a comedian who created wrote produced did this whole show she's a a single mom who has three kids and it's equally like humorous and too relatable like to an uncomfortable degree okay um so it makes sometimes makes you squirm um but it definitely makes you think and it's very like um not like nothing you've ever seen before okay so as you go along especially as we're getting into these new seasons she just takes it off into like wacky directions that 
I don't know. I love that. I love when someone's doing something different on TV. Okay. Because, you know, I'm there's a lot of the same to my stuff. List. Yeah, I'm adding so it to my list. So, better things. Okay. Um, of course, The Good Place, which just wrapped oh. up its fourth season, fourth yeah. and final season. Yeah, so good. Uh, is, per- I mean, I, I want to say, like, my favorite TV show ever, but I can't do that. Yeah. Um, but it we, was it's so good we and could, like all we could of choose these... a favorite child sooner than yeah, we could choose a favorite exactly. tv show all of these shows take on so much of a different meaning too when like we're dealing with everything that's going on right that's, now like, that is true i will talk to someone about it and i'll start talking about like some of the ethics talked about in the good place you know about like well, if we are we talking about the greater good here, do we want to like get rid of some people because then it's going to make it, you know, like, right. It's crazy how, I don't know. I learned a ton about ethics at the same time that it's just like, so, 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 so well done. That's I love that I, show so much. That's what I loved so much about um, the good place is it's a, it's like a sitcom about philosophy, <laughs> which mm-hmm. just should not work in on mm-hmm. any in any way shape or form but a hundred percent works like in such a beautiful way and i think taught me more about like my own vision of spirituality than almost and, like morality else out there. And, yep, yeah totally yeah and, like you know no spoilers but you kind of end up with like a vision of what heaven looks like and you just right. are like okay yeah this makes more sense to me than the last 45 years of my life Right, right. Than the than the various kingdoms of right. celestialness. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. just fantastic. And if you follow those people on um, Instagram and social media, they're an absolute delight. Uh, Ted Danson and Kristen Bell and Jamila Jamil and like all of those people are so fun. Yes, so, I love them. Um, I would also recommend making it with Amy Poehler okay. and Nick Offerman. Did you see the second season? I love it. With all my heart and soul, I can't love anything deeper than I love making it. It's really like, as, and we're going to get to Tim Gunn, but as much as I love Tim Gunn, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman are giving him a run for his money because I For his just, like goodness and loving For money. his just like, yeah. it just like, it's like a hug. You're just wrapped in a hug the whole so time tell, that you're watching Tell it. the good folks what making it is about if so they don't know what we're talking about has two seasons on hulu and it's just people who are really good at crafting right and which sounds, neither one of us are we are not it, crafters and it sounds like it would be awful too because i don't want to watch people craft right um oh and the second season when they had that kid who was like 18 oh, yes yes oh my gosh Anyway, the crafting community is literally the greatest community. I mean, I wish I crafted. I know. Maybe we need to take it up. It's like if Top Chef was about crafting, basically. And Amy Poehler and Nick Nick Offerman Offerman were your mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they are the greatest hosts. Seriously, I love Nick Offerman so much. I want to die. So much. (laughs) So um, watch that. That is just feel good. Like you're having a crappy anxiety day and you know, you can't homeschool and your kids are yelling at you, go put making it on and just enjoy, um, Nick Offerman and his warm beardy embrace. And it's just, it's like that thing where it's kind of, it's to me, did you ever watch the great British baking show? I didn't. Okay. Yeah. The, my favorite show ever made. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. fine. Um, but, but it's that <laughs> idea of like, 
when the people on making it start like breaking down or having a hard time or feeling stuck and they don't know what to do it's not like a snarky reality show where other people are like oh good like so and so is totally falling apart like the other makers like run in to help them and Nick Offerman and Amy Puller are like what can we do for you here let me hold this okay you glue here you've got this yeah. and they like cheer each other on and they help each other and it just makes you like feel really good about the world it makes you want to die every time someone is eliminated like it's yeah. that you do yeah. not want it to happen but then the and- great thing is and this isn't a spoiler but all the eliminated people they pretend form that they all band. move into a house together so, <laughs> and form so every, a band. every every episode ends with them in a house playing music in a band with all the people that have been eliminated Gosh, and you so kind of think like it's what they really want yeah and it's all you want in the world yeah, like, you want to live in that house yeah um, a couple or a few other good shows on Hulu is Shrill with Aidy Bryant, oh, yeah. which we so love. Um, again, I just really am attracted to like different points of view and like TV that's like unlike anything you've ever really seen before. And so, Shrill tell us what awesome. Shrill's about if people haven't seen it. Shrill is uh, Aidy Bryant from Saturday Night Live. Is um, it was written originally by this podcaster, and I can't remember her name now. Yeah, she I don't... has a podcast anyway, and Lindy Lindy West, and she oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah. a columnist for, some for the Stranger in Seattle. The Stranger, really? yeah. Well, that's her podcast, but she was a columnist before that, wasn't she? No, the Stranger is the name of the paper because Dan Savage, oh. who writes Perfect Sex, is the boss in Shrill. That's the name of the newspaper. Is that what her podcast is? Is called that too? Dan Savage? Yes. The, the oh my her... god, he's such an asshole. Yeah, he's based on Dan Savage. Oh my the, god, that's the... so good. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so Lindy West is this kind of like I guess you would say plus size girl who um, is just living her life, but kind of coming to terms with um, being plus size and like being vulnerable and writing about it in her right. column and like the whole everything that's going on with that. And again, it's like a voice you've never really seen on TV before. Like, we do not talk about fat people. It's right. just not something we do. And it's Did you very... watch, Have you watched both seasons? Yeah. I didn't love the second season as much. I thought the first season was, like, brilliant. Yeah. The second season, like, I was less interested. I still really enjoyed it. It still was a really good show. But I was... The first season, I think, is fantastic. Yeah, second season was more hit or miss. There were yeah. episodes that I really, really loved and yeah. others that I was like, eh. Um, but it's it's excellent and empowering and lovely. Um, Killing Eve is on Hulu if you've oh, seen that one. So good. That one, I'm not really big into like action or like any anything really other than comedy, but <laughs> This one's really great with Sandra Oh and What's Her Doodle, who's amazing. Do you know who wrote Killing Eve? No. Who? Um, Fleabag wrote Killing Eve. What's her name? She did. Yes. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. At least I know she's writing the new season of Killing Eve. I think she's written all the seasons. She probably has. She's written everything that's good in the world. Like, she is everything that's good in the world. So... Um, and then the other one that I would recommend is Good Girls. Have you seen Good Girls? I was literally watching it before we started recording tonight. That one's just like good old fashioned, like fun. Like, yeah, there's nothing, I don't think anything really great, you know, new so, or innovative that's coming from it. But what is tell fun. us what Good Girls is about? 
So Good Girls is about three women who are in um, financial trouble in all of their different ways. And, and the three they... women are Retta from Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. um, May Whitman from Parenthood, oh, and from, so and then um, Christina Joan. Hendrickson, Joan from Mad Men, are these three <laughs> three mothers who are yeah who are in financial trouble. So they end up in the first episode, I believe, robbing a bank and then going from there, robbing a grocery store, right? Right. The one of them works at. And then their life as that goes forward, which honestly, when it first came out, I was like a little offended by it because I was like, really, is this the climate that we're going to talk about these three ladies like robbing a grocery store with guns? Like, Uh and it's not that at all. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty great and relatable and it, it and kind like of reminds it. me in a lot of ways it reminds me of breaking bad in that mm-hmm. it's sort of this thing of like you do this one little thing and you think oh well we're just gonna take the money out of the safe at this grocery store no one's gonna know we're gonna all pay off our bills it's gonna be fine and then that leads to oh shit well now we have to do this and then that leads to oh shit now we have to do this and so it's kind of that same path that breaking bad took of like someone doing something small and and kind of like leading down the primrose path to hell Um, and the same idea with him as like oh well my kid needs this medication it costs 800 bucks a month and like right what am i gonna do like it's sadly relatable it's just like okay well we're gonna have to resort to terrible measures to make you know what is one thing that i love 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 about that show is that may whitman's character has a child who is trans she has a trans son and they kind of never talk about it like it's not a plot point it's like in the first season and a half that child seems very female and is kind of presenting pretty female but you know wants to go by male pronouns and now by the most current season like seem looks very much like a high school boy is 100 percent going yeah yeah is transitioning and it's and it's like a little bit of a plot point because it's like that's part of what she needs money for and that's but it's not like a story about like oh my god her child is transitioning what are we gonna do like it's a really kind of minor plot point and i love that part of it that it's just like oh yeah this is just a mom who has a trans kid and this is just part of her life is is helping her navigate her helping her helping her kid navigate what it means to be trans so i just i i love that i love it too hey can i take a bathroom break and then we can finish up with netflix and prime (laughs) yes perfect perfect timing so go enjoy your potty and we'll be right right back with netflix and prime okay hello I really need you to get that me undies account because I actually in my like quarantine fit needed decided I needed some me undies and really would have liked to have. I know hot drinks. I know. I so I I really wish we were a me undies sponsor. So a while so right when the quarantine started, me undies sent me an email and said (sighs) and said, hey, if they they were doing a spec. And these members where you could get their loungewear for like half off because they right. sell like robes and like 
right pajama pants and whatever anyway so i bought some of their lounge pants and they are i'm wearing them right now they are the the greatest things i've ever worn i love them so much yeah good luck wearing anything else ever do you have me undies lounge pants i don't i just have the underwear and the undies it's like heaven why are we doing a free ad for me undies they should be me undies hit us up i mean hit them up just put in the code hot drinks. Just kidding. That doesn't do anything for you. But but you should write a letter to MeUndies and say, hey, I have a great podcast you should sponsor. Uh, that's what I love my MeUndies. I feel like that's how people get sponsorship. I think so. A, MeUndies a is listener like, writes in a letter. <laughs> MeUndies is like, hey, marketing department, I got an interesting letter today. Um, it was I'm, typed on an old-fashioned typewriter. I'm very excited because my April Mandy's selection, I always think like I have enough underwear. I'm just going to skip this month. But then my April's Mandy selection was Wonder Woman. And I was like, well, how do I say no to that? (laughs) I mean, really, it's like once a month. You really probably should trade out at least one pair of your underwear. No, it's true. And now that I've been a Mandy's member for so long, I love that this has become a Mandy's commercial. (laughs) It's getting to where I have pairs that are like two or three years old that are ready to be retired. Oh, but you that's know, like getting so, rid of like a a great kid, except a lot harder because I can get yeah, rid of my kids easier I know. than that. I, some of some of the pairs of Meandies I've had to retire have been like, oh, I love this pair, but you know, time to move on and make space for Wonder Woman. Time so. to move on. Guess what's coming to me? Pandas. Pandas. Okay. <laughs> this like for real. Right. That was such a great Meandies ad. Anyone? <laughs> anyway, anyone. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we have two streaming networks left to go, and I'm going to start with Prime because. Prime is a tough one for me too because Prime, Amazon Prime, um, uh-huh. that is run by Jeff Bezos and the people right. over oh, at Amazon. I know. Who used to be the greatest thing ever, and then Jeff Bezos, he's really problematic. And now, like your Prime stuff isn't even coming for like two weeks. So what the hell are we doing, Prime? Yeah, yeah. You know, I get it's a pandemic, but I still need my uh, cell phone chargers. I've been waiting for yeah. a long time. It's true. You know what I will say that Prime, the TV service, has done a really good job with is they have gotten all the shitty gay movies ever made. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah, they have a huge, huge library of like LGBTQ titles. And most of and them are And they were trash. all real, real shitty except They're for like three. all trash. Yeah, exactly. But when like I just want to watch a show where some boys make out and like don't wear their shirts, I can just get onto Prime and be like, I'm going to watch this show called Totally Confused about a struggling straight guy, you know? <laughs> you and... know, when you want a little bit more plot than Pornhub. Exactly. exactly. Oh, that should be the tagline for Prime. That's really good. We should let him know. <laughs> a little bit more plot than Pornhub. <laughs> so the, the hardest thing is like my favorite show ever made is Fleabag. If you yeah. haven't seen that, I don't even know what to tell you anymore. Yeah. Like just you know what maybe the pandemic should just take you just kidding. <laughs> if you haven't seen it and you're not willing to watch it just it's your time is here yeah <laughs> then uh, conference but weekend is a coming and it's two, probably gonna be a message about how you need to be yeah, removed from this earth two brilliant brilliant seasons that are completely different and tell totally different stories but about the same characters and that are the most beautiful storytelling i mean storytelling like at its finest it's just amazing and then of course in the second season we're dealing with faith and that whole thing and it's the hottest priest of hot priest right he's gay Um, in real life and he's gay in real life but like like their chemistry is insane though yeah Yeah. brilliant so 
Not like our chemistry. Our chemistry was not like that. No, it was not great. <laughs> we have a great chemistry for this, like for doing a podcast. If right. only instead of getting married, we had <laughs> just, just decided to do hey, a you know podcast. You should do do a podcast. You know what's going to be really great in like fifteen years? We would have killed it if we were like, you know what? You're a great friend. I'm not attracted to you sexually, but if we recorded an audio, like a radio play together, that could be really good. <laughs> That would have been a great choice. Oh, man, we could have been wasn't. on the we could have been the Ira Glass of like, Yeah, we could have been the cutting edge. Oh, God. Of Instead podcasts. of we were just in a mixed orientation marriage. Wah, no. wah. Crap. Okay. So the other one is Mrs. Uh, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. You should oh, watch that. It's just I love it delight. So much. It's it's too much, just like Gilmore Girls was too much. Yeah, so it's by Amy Sherman Palladino, who did Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They talk too fast, they're too smart. The people are too charming, like all of but that. But I don't care. But don't we don't care. care. It's so beautiful. tell us what it's about. It, what's the marvelous Miss Maisel about? Mrs. Maisel is uh, well, when was it set? Like the fifth. Yeah, like 50s? the fifties or sixties. Yeah. Okay. And she's a housewife who decides she's going to be a stand-up comedian. And um, but of course, at the time there were like no, none. there was no such thing and as like she's female like stand-up comedian. A tawdry comedians. stand-up comedian, right? Like her. Her, 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 this isn't for your grandma to don't watch this with no, your grandma. Like don't watch the with your grandma. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little body and yeah. um, fun and like I said, everyone talks too fast and is too smart, but it's a delight to watch and it's beautiful too. So yeah, and it's for our LGBTQ listeners, of which there are like four um, gay men. But this show is it's made by gay allies because the whole second season took place at like a <gasps> summer camp oh, yeah. and there were a lot of beautiful men in like tiny swimsuits because it was the 60s. So it's like it's like this show screams gay rights. Also that storyline too. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was so good. Anyway. Um, and then we need to talk about we, me and you, we yes. might as well do it on this podcast. We need to talk about the new Project Runway, Tim Gunn, Heidi Klum vehicle, and what we think about it. Do you know what it's called? <laughs> Making the Cut? Making the Cut. Okay. It is fucking brilliant. Because here's what it is. Okay. Wait, are you going to disagree with me? No, I'm not going to disagree. Okay. I, I really don't know what to think yet. Here's, here's why the show is brilliant. So it's our favorites, Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn. They're essentially doing the same thing they did on Project Runaway, which is like a group of designers. They've got to like, you know, there's a runway show. But here's where this show is different. Amazon, who has more money than Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to spend a fuck ton of money on every episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the production value in the show, like on is episode insane. one, they fly to Paris and they yeah. do a runway show like under the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, the but like they like it makes project runway look like a high school fashion show it like does dinky stage with the like pipe and drape in the background like it's not pretty but this show is like they're like they will probably do a runway show like on the roof of the taj mahal or something like that's the kind of production <laughs> value they have yes and then, think like, they're going to hong kong next or no I, yeah, japan I don't even know. japan yeah episodes three and four just dropped and i cannot wait but the other thing, well, you keep talking. I don't want to steal your thunder. Well, so I like it for that reason. Because, and, and well, the number one reason why I love it is because Tim Gunn. Right, right. Literally could do anything for any amount of time 
and I would watch it and embrace it and hold it close to my bosom. Like he is right. Everything good in the world. So and in these trying that, times, yeah, we have, we need him in the, and he's just so good at what he does. Like he right. goes in and people are making like semi good stuff. And then by the time he's done with them, they're like, you know, with these brilliant works of art. And, and I, all when I, when I watched him got on the show, I think a lot about his book, which I've read. Because the whole reason that he came up with that expression on Project Runaway of make it work was like, he realized that like, there were certain times where he knew that the designer like couldn't go get more fabric, didn't have time to remake the look, but, and, but he couldn't say to them like, well, this look is shit. Like you're going to go home. Yeah. So he just had to say like, well, you're going to make this work. Like you, this is the fabric you've got. You've got four hours left. Like you got to pull it together. So when I watch the show and when I watch him talk to the designers, I just think that. Like, my goal, I kind of feel like my new goal in life is to become Tim Gunn. So I just want to be this really nice, old gay man who's, like, also pretty asexual. asexual. Yeah, because yeah, he doesn't actually, like, have relationships or have sex with other men. But, like, he's gay, but he, like, never has no, sex he with says men. No, he's, he's publicly proclaimed that he's asexual. Right. 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 So, so that's kind of what I'm working towards. Just this really kind, caring, asexual old man. <laughs> You're not kind of a park, my friend. I know. I have big plans for myself. <laughs> I have big plans. But also they don't have that. Like if they want more fabric, they can go get more fabric. If they yeah. they have seamstresses that like sew for them, like it's kind of like the. Right. Like they're, it's not the same sort of like, yeah, caliber. it's very high end. The only thing I don't like it about it is Heidi Klum. I have a hard time with Heidi Klum. I get that she's a mogul. I get that she's brought us to this point, but right. she's such a bitch. <laughs> and and they have these little vignettes in between where they like oh, do yeah. something fun together. Right. Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum, like went they went to the Moulin Rouge, right? When they were in and Paris. Yeah. Heidi Klum like danced and stuff. And if Tim Gunn were gonna do anything, like if he was like, we're gonna go to the library and check out a book, I'd be like, yay, uh, I'm gonna yeah. watch this. But somehow right. when Heidi gets involved, I'm like, Ugh. but of course I'm gonna watch it, and it's great. I also love the Tan France vehicle on netflix too oh yeah what was that called i don't even remember i don't remember wait i have to say one more thing about making the cut yeah. the other thing about making the cut that you need to know is that one of the judges is ladies and gentlemen naomi campbell and <laughs> she, she is, is the bitch. coldest the coldest bitch on She's planet earth do you remember when there was the story about how she like threw a phone at her yeah. like assistant like you see she that is, energy. You, oh, she is ready. Thing. There's an episode where her and is Nicole Richie a permanent judge or is yeah, she like a guest she is. judge? No, she is. Okay. So Nicole Richie is one of the other judges. And Nicole Richie, I actually think like really understands fashion, like is her. really smart about it. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. But there, but her and Naomi Campbell, their energy, you can tell that Nicole Richie wants Naomi Campbell to like her so bad. And sometimes Naomi is like, you're right, girl, you're right. And Nicole's like, <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes Naomi's like, I disagree, that outfit's ugly. And you can tell Nicole's like, oh, shit. So, <laughs> But Nicole love... actually does know fashion and Naomi doesn't oh, yeah. at all. So it's a well, really lovely I mean... dynamic. We can't say that Naomi does not know fashion. She's like I mean, one of the does, original likes, supermodels. She likes what she wants to wear. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She can't see yeah. anything beyond that. Anyway, yeah. you guys, we could talk about this forever. It's brilliant. Um, next in fashion is the Tan France vehicle on Netflix. Oh, yes. That one was kind of cute. Yes. Kind of cute. I love Tan France. Good, good description. Kind of cute. <laughs> and of course, 
Also, keep watching Project Runway with our good friend Christian Siriano, who just made a thousand plus masks for I love him. the people in New York. But and I have not I been watching love... Project Runway. Oh, I, think I, I know. It. I saw that you bought it on iTunes and I was like, yeah. oh, I should watch that because Tisha already paid for it. But I haven't <laughs> had it yet. He's, I love him. Anyway, it's great fun. Um, so the last one is Netflix. There's a million things we could watch on Netflix. Right. Of course, we would be remiss to not mention what's all over the interwebs right now, which is Tiger King. Yes. And um, I know, I know you don't want to watch it because everyone's watching it, but do yourself a favor. This was the quarantine miracle we all needed. This is the it only really reason was. that it was I know like that a God gift exists. from Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it, get through the first episode because the first episode is like, oh, this is a fun documentary about these like big game people. And then it goes bonkers. Did so, you know I did a whole I did a demi toss about the Tiger King for our for our Patreons. Oh, where I, I just Patreon, so I know. I know. <laughs> I don't, I don't You're more of this. like a moral supporter of the podcast <laughs> than a financial supporter exactly. of the podcast. But I'm just saying I have a whole episode yes. where I just sort of share all my random thoughts about the Tiger King. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Um, yeah. If you like that kind of documentary, the only other documentary that I've loved as much as that one is the jinx that was on HBO several years oh, ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. that was another one that just kind of like unfolded before your eyes. I don't even think the documentarians knew what they were doing, um, which is similar that's, with Tiger King. Yeah. That's what blows me away about these. Like, obviously when they started recording Tiger King, they were telling a very different story. And mm-hmm. then like, all this shit came out and then he ended up in prison, which is not a spoiler. Cause like in the first episode he's talking from prison, right. but like, but also you have footage of him before he goes to prison. So it's kind of anyway. And honestly, the reason why he ends up in prison is not at all what I would have thought he would have ended up in prison. Right. For. So Fair. there's really literally not a way to give spoilers for this show. Yeah. So, um, watch that. That's a good, like six and a half hours of just pure wonderment. <laughs> Um, if you haven't seen Russian Doll, I know that one's a little bit older, oh, but is like one of the greatest shows ever made. Um, and then we cannot not mention what is coming into their season finale next week is Schitt's Creek, which oh. almost all of the seasons except for this current one are on Netflix. And it finishes up at sixth season next week. And I'm not prepared I'm not for ready. it. I'm not ready. No. Did you watch this last week? Yes, like literally <laughs> like an hour before we started recording and I was sobbing, sobbing, sobbing yeah. like a baby, yeah. sobbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then after the last episode, then they're going to have like an hour long documentary about just like making the show and stuff, which oh, I can't, I like don't even think I can talk about it without crying. So, yeah. um, Schitt's Creek, of course, if you haven't heard, um, brother coffee or i talk about it because i swear i'm telling people to watch it like every second of the day um it's a family who had a ton of money and then they their business manager embezzled from them and the only thing they're left with is this hotel out in the middle of nowhere that um uh eugene levy had bought for his son dan levy that's not their names in the show um, as a joke as a joke and that's yeah. where they live for the next six seasons um and it is heartwarming and wonderful and talk about the greatest lgbtq representation yeah. it's just it really is it really is makes you want to cry because it's so sweet and wonderful and also so ordinary like they do such a good job of just making it um 
there's no like talk about, oh, this is so weird that there's this gay couple or there's, you know what I mean? It's just like all. Well, and that's what, if you listen to interviews with Dan Levy, that like he says, like his goal with the series was to, he's like, what if we created a world where a gay couple could just fall in love with no barriers, mm-hmm. like with no complications of like, what does this mean? And blah, blah, blah. Cause it takes place in the small town. So it would have been very easy to write the story about like what the small town thinks about this gay right, couple. But, right. And it's not all about the gay couple, but like, but he just said, I just wanted to tell a story about like what LGBTQ love, what gay love could look like kind of unfettered. If mm-hmm. it just was allowed to just like happen mm-hmm. in without any sort of weird, you know, repercussions or ramifications, which I absolutely love. I love, and it has the greatest characters in the history of the world. Moira Rose, um, played by Catherine O'Hara, will probably be the greatest character in television history forever. And she's just gotten better. She's gotten better. Oh my gosh, and I listened to her, I don't know what, it must have been a podcast or something. Oh, I think they were on... um, uh, another podcast that I can recommend, which is Conan, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Um, okay. I love that podcast. And I also really love the episodes they've been doing in quarantine. Um, so, uh, but they were, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hare was on that podcast, I think is when she was talking about, like, that whole thing is basically her creation. Like, she it's just so decided brilliant. that Moira was going to have, like, all of these crazy words that you know no one knew what the definition of them was and um anyway it's the greatest thing so watch Shit's creek right um and then a new one that just came out is called gentified and oh yeah i've heard of that it might be a different accent on that because it's like about gentrification so I don't know if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Oh, is it not? I thought it was just called gentrified. Is it's it not? gentrified without the oh. R. Interesting. Okay. So I don't know if that has like a Spanish, because I don't know. So sorry okay. if I have butchered that. But it was produced by um, America Ferrera. Ferrera. <gasps> I love her. And it's basically about like, a Latino community who's dealing with basically the gentrification of their area where they are living and running a business and stuff. And it oh, is a serial. It. It's not like little America where it's, you know, independent, but it's really good. And I like that one a lot. I've heard um, good things. Okay. I'm going to put that on my list. We've got two more and then we're done. We, of course, our favorite show, I'm sorry. Um, with Andrea oh. Savage so good she's fantastic she also has a podcast oh really that i discovered which is of course excellent so um catch that as well she's just like the funniest What's her podcast called i don't know the okay. savage <laughs> love cast just kidding that's dan savage i don't remember i'll send a link to you it's so, if you look up uh, andrea savage you'll find it and so uh i'm sorry it's just a show about she plays a tv writer right is that what yeah, she is she basically plays herself yeah yeah and then and then she's married and they have a daughter and it is i think it's the most charming funny depiction of like modern marriage because they're like very much in love but very like kind of not mean to each other but they like don't take each other very seriously and the funniest thing happens and um what's his name the husband is like the love of your life the love of my life i love him yeah 
They're great. What is his name? He was in that thing you do. What's his name? I can't Everett remember. Anyway. Scott, Tom Everett Scott. I always say the wrong one. I always say it's like C. Thomas Howell. But yeah, it's but really that's the guy Tom from... Everett Scott from yeah, Outsiders. Scott, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, he's real cute and you'll recognize him. And then I'm going to end on a real low note for everyone. Um, the big, big to do is a show called Love is Blind, which I refuse to finish watching. Because I can't handle it. I literally cannot handle, well, A, people in love, but then B, people pretending to be in love after knowing you, each other for like four days. Like that. Do you hate people in love as much as I do? I do. Like, yeah, I, I, I like them. it for like, I'm sorry, or something where it's just, you know, like it makes sense to me. This is what it looks like. But when yeah. they're like, proclaiming love to each other and getting married after like five days and then you're just yelling through your screen like Gah, ah! you know? so are you like, saying we sh- are you saying we should watch love is blind no or we no no no, no. what i was blind? gonna do i'm pivoting oh. i'm pivoting from love is blind oh okay um instead of watching that watch a show called the circle which oh. is <laughs> equally as absurd but i found completely bingeable and charming um which is a bunch of people sitting in like individual apartments and only communicating on social media and it sounds awful and it's you you start watching it and you feel kind of gross because you're like this is so dumb and then you <laughs> quickly become invested in these people and you cannot stop watching and so I would recommend that as like your real 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 guilty pleasure did you know that there's also on Netflix The Circle Brazil? So if you wanted to just watch a whole other season have, in yeah, Brazil. I have a hard time watching like the foreign counterparts of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to read. I don't want to read. And I don't want no. like accents. You know how we feel about accents. I'm not I'm not in the in this quarantine to read a TV show. I just want to watch a TV show. Well, that's for real, though, because I feel like my attention span cannot handle a subtitle. Like, it yeah. just really can't. I need to be doing yeah. 40 other things, and right. so I can't be doing that. But anyway, those are all my suggestions of things to watch. Okay. Um, uh, do You said you had some things to listen to. Do you want to take a little break and then do the things to listen to in a wrap-up, or do you want to just... Let's just turn into them, because I'm Okay, go. Done. So, okay. I love podcasts. I listen to them probably five to eight hours a day. So, um, I especially think during this quarantine, uh, make sure you're still listening to Heavyweight. If you've watched Heavyweight before, that's my favorite podcast of all time. Have you listened I, to that one? No, I don't even know what that is. It's Jonathan goldstein i think that's his name he used to be on um this american life and he just does these like going back to something that like bothered you from your past and like revisiting it oh yeah i started this one i did not like it <laughs> oh oh my gosh well I mean, maybe long, you need to, this, I mean, maybe I feel you like need to I start like, like the next season, season one. or something yeah, yeah. and I love him and he's done a couple of episodes since the quarantine where he's just like checking in with various, you know, uh, uh, like doctors and just different people. And it's just really interesting to see how everyone's experiences are in different areas. And then Reply All is kind of doing the same thing they're doing in call-in episodes lately. Yeah, And that's been fascinating. That's really like made me think a lot about like how everyone's experiencing what's going on. And then um, if you kind of like to grieve in grief, um, listen to Terrible Thanks for Asking. That's one of my oh, favorites. I didn't know you listened to that. I love oh, Terrible I love Thanks it. for Asking so 
much. And if you're in a bad place, like most of the stories are kind of sad. So maybe yeah. don't listen to it. But there's also something really beautiful about like um, hearing the, other people's sad stories and knowing yeah, they the come out on of, the other end. The premise of Terrible Things for Asking is basically like people telling the story of the worst thing that ever happened to them. Mm-hmm. And what I love about Terrible Things for Asking is that people will tell the story about the worst thing that ever happened to them. And then, and it doesn't usually have like a nice, neat resolution. Like it sometimes kind of ends with like, well, there they are with a bunch of shitty stuff going on. But it, but there is something really kind of beautiful and hopeful about going like, Oh, like a lot of people are going through a lot of hard shit all the time. Yeah. And she's just a fantastic, magnificent storyteller. I love her. She's hilarious. And then, um, so if you're following Instagram, two accounts you need to be following. You need to be following Emily Hampshire from Schitt's Creek. Did you see her most recent Insta post? I don't even know if I follow her on Instagram. <gasps> she had on um, Bobby Burke and who else? She had on a bunch of people and she just is hilarious. Oh, you have no, to follow her. I'm sorry. I do follow her because one time she yes. reposted something I posted. Right. Because Emily Hampshire, she plays Stevie on Schitt's Creek, a couple of years ago fell in love with, I don't know if she if she considers herself she's a woman or gender non-binary. I don't know. I think she's gender non-binary. Anyway, but with, and I, and I replied to, I saw some tweet about it that Emily was dating this person who I think is a musician. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know you were queer, To I said to Emily in this reply. And Emily replied to me and said, I didn't either until I met this person and fell in love with them um, and, you know, whatever. So anyway, so yes, I am following her. We're like, we're good friends because like we had that exchange. Again, I just feel like creative people are just like doing their darndest to keep us entertained. And I love it so much. My also... Other favorite that I love following every day is Andy Lassner, who is Ellen DeGeneres' producer. Um, (laughs) He has taken on what he calls the slow walker movement. And so every day he goes out for a walk, but like a really slow walk. And um, there's something just very, very hilarious about him and like coming on every day being like, where's my slow walkers at? And all of that. Like I'm following now. I'm so excited. (laughs) It's just... It's just a good time. So yeah. I just want to say thank you to everyone who's a creative that is the only thing they care about is just keeping us entertained at this difficult time because I it mean, it's, is the greatest. It's so true because we are all, you know, I keep seeing those social media posts. And at this point, I'm just angry at them. That's like, remember, you are not homeschooling your children. You are trying to school your children during a crisis. Right. It's not the same. I'm sick of those posts because I'm like, yeah. I get it. But I still have to, like, get my kids to complete this fucking schoolwork so they don't get right. kids out of school. Right. But, but, like, what I do appreciate, like, I don't need anybody to tell me I'm doing a great job as a parent. Because I already know I'm not. And I already feel like <laughs> shit every day. But what I do need is for people to post funny things. Exactly. And for people to make me laugh. And for and they're for, like putting like real effort into it yeah. too. Like they're literally being like, "Oh my god, I can't do what I'm usually doing. I need to figure out something else to do." And a lot of them are like donating to charities while they're doing it. And I just yeah. think like, thank God for this is what we need. This is yeah. what it's all about. Because the rest of y'all businessmen or whatever. Or no, we don't care. Or, no, we're doing a shit job. Yeah, and we just need someone to like take our mind off of this horrible thing that we're going through right now. I know. So. Isn't it 
isn't it crazy that it's like April? What is it today? Like April 3rd. I have and... no idea. Is it September? Also, our son turns um, 16 in 10 days. Oh, my God. I know. And I have nothing for him. And also, if I order it from Amazon, it's likely not going to come in time. I, I had that same conversation with my mother today because I went and saw my mother today. And I was like, it's his birthday. Like, I don't know what to get. She's like, oh, just go to Target and buy him some stuff. And I'm like, if you think any 16-year-old boy in America wants anything from Target for their birthday, (laughs) they don't. They do (laughs) not. So so on top of a quarantine, we have to think about a child's birthday. I know. Let's just give him money. He'll be fine. He gave us a list. Anyway, anyway, you guys don't need to know that. Let's let's discuss. Let's plan our son's birthday on the podcast. That's what everyone wants to hear. Okay. Well, Tisha, thank you so much You're for sharing so your list this of things to watch. This is a lovely breve. It's very brief. I know it's very brief, but well, we're not calling these breves. This is okay. the first session of the Breathe Into the Mic conference. This oh, is it the, is. Yeah, this, this is, is the morning thing. session. This is going to go up tomorrow morning at ten a.m. Oh, for the morning that's session. Nice. I thought were maybe you... it was like the women's session from like no. the week before. Were you not listening to the intro? I this heard the intro. I didn't know session. I was part of it. Yeah, you're oh. the morning session. Then we are going to post a PM session at 2 p.m. Hopefully, as, assuming that Sister Twain is recording an episode tonight as well. Then we are going to post a Sunday morning session at 10 a.m. And then at 2 p.m. Mountain Time on Sunday, we're going to do the live show on our Instagram which is I hot can't drinks. Wait. So do any of them, are any of them actually associated with watching conference? Like, are you no, not at all. No. It? Okay. no, it's kind of more just like, yeah. So one of the guests that we're going to have asked that he, he was like, well, should I talk about conference? And I said, this is just counter programming. You know, it's like, right. it's like, you know, like when the Super Bowl's on, there's always some network that's doing like, you know, some fashion show or something for the people who don't want to watch the Super Bowl. So <laughs> this is counter programming. You're, right. you know, I was going to say like, you're stuck at your mom's house. She's watching conference, but you're not stuck at your mom's house. Cause luckily oh, you're quarantined. Thank God for the quarantine. You don't have to go year, have waffles guys. with anybody this year don't. between sessions, but you know, like Twitter is blowing up with people tweeting like, Oh my God, you guys, the prophet just said that ladies are okay. You guys, we've come so far. Ladies are okay. So, you guys, this conference session is going to be different than any others. I so know. If you remember when they were just going to talk about the restoration, but I know. now that prophet sure it's, knew what he was talking about. It's all about Joseph Smith. That's what they're going to talk about tomorrow. About how he oh, lied about the first vision. Anyway, they're but no, this is just, that. no, that's what they're going to talk about. They're talking about the different accounts of the vision, first vision. They've told the members to prepare themselves by reading the different accounts of the first vision. I mean, it's a very whitewashed version of that, obviously, but that's what they're going to, because this and is our like testimonies are going to be affirmed through this. Tisha, don't you remember in Italy when we would teach people the first vision, we would say in 1820, which means in 1820, well, now it's 2020. So this is the 200th year anniversary of the first vision. So that's what they're talking about tomorrow. In 1820, Joseph Smith aveva 14 anni. Anyway, so what we are offering here at Hot Drinks is just some counter-programming. So you can, if you, you know, Twitter's blowing up with stuff about conference. Your mom's texting you like, oh, did you hear Sister Johnson's talk? Oh, did you hear what the prophet said? You can just put in your headphones. You can listen to what Tisha Spoiler alert. The yeah. prophet didn't have jack shit to tell us about anything that's going on in the world right now. Spoiler alert. The prophet tuned in to tell you he still hates gay people. Just <laughs> FYI. He was like, hey, guys. Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, guys. I know there's a pandemic going on right now, but I just really want to remind everyone, please do not forget. We hate gay people. They are not <laughs> welcome. Is everyone clear? Are you all clear on that? Okay. Anyway, name of Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> 
that's a cat's talk. That makes me want to to listen. No, I don't. In. I actually don't. So anyway, so we're just offering some counter programming. So you can just put your headphones in, listen to your lovely TV podcast, Instagram recommendations, and just not worry about what the prophet of the Lord has to say. Yeah. Because we're going to hear it anyway. We are. We're going to hear it from our moms and our grandmas and their aunts and uncles. Your mom's for sure sending you a text message tomorrow saying, did you hear what President President Tanner said? I thought it was great. Is there a President Tanner? I don't even know. I don't know. But I do love that when we were at dinner at my mom's house a couple of weeks ago, they were talking about church as they do. Right. We meet on Sunday. And someone said something about President Nelson. And our middle son said, who's President Nelson? (laughs) God bless him. God and bless I was him. like, oh, oh. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I was equal parts terrified and so, so proud. So, I know. all right. The other day, my mom told me to tell my kids to just have faith. And I was like, my kids don't believe in Jesus. So they. <laughs> also, I literally don't think they know what faith means. No, they don't. No. And also, my kids are like, remember people that believe in Jesus? That's crazy. So, anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Tisha. Of course. Enjoy your evening. I'm going to go watch some of the shows you recommended. Great. You know, get back to me in like 35 years and I'll give you some more recommendations. I know. Maybe someday we will. I was going to say we'll hug, but we never hug. We don't even hug when there's not a hug when we are married. (laughs) 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 Oh, you guys. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) All right. Goodbye. Bye.